Welcome to Breaking Through. I'm Madeline Bell, President and CEO of Children's Hospital of Philadelphia. Today's episode is part of a special series, Pioneered at CHOP. Many of the doctors and scientists at CHOP are considered pioneers in their fields. Their discoveries and insights are transforming children's lives and changing the world. In Pioneered at CHOP, you'll get a glimpse inside their world and hear the stories behind their groundbreaking work. My guest today is Dr. Jonathan Chen. Dr. Chen is co-director of CHOP's Cardiac Center and chief of our Division of Cardiothoracic Surgery. He's also one of the directors of our Pediatric Heart Valve Center. Dr. Chen and his team are leading some really exciting work, and he's going to tell you more about it today. Dr. Chen, you've been at CHOP for a little over two years now. Could you begin by telling our listeners what drew you to CHOP? The CHOP Cardiac Center is quite renowned internationally, and it had always been a dream of mine to join a program of that, certainly of that size. You know, we're probably one of the top three by volume in the country, but in particular, to join the group that has that much drive toward academic productivity and discovery, because that is something that is a distinguishing feature of the Cardiac Center. And so the opportunity to help sculpt the way the Cardiac Center is going in the next several decades was really exciting to me. Your team is making some really important breakthroughs in pediatric cardiac care and surgery. Could you tell our listeners about a few of your latest advances? It's hard to enumerate them all. I think your listeners may be aware of the extraordinary advances that the Cardiac Center has made in the area of lymphatics in general and cardiac lymphatics in specific. And that's an area of medicine that had almost been forgotten about, if you will, until about seven years ago when one of our interventional cardiologists, Yoav Dori, began investigations looking at the lymphatic system. And it turns out, as you start to scratch the surface, that lymphatic problems may underlie many of the unsolved problems both in our field and then more broadly in all of pediatrics. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about the lymphatic system and what that means? That's a tall order. The lymphatic system is this very interesting, somewhat underappreciated circulatory system in your body. It does not carry blood, but it carries lymph. And you can think about things like lymph nodes, for example. And lymph has a lot of interesting properties to it. And there's this whole other almost shadow circulatory system that carries lymph throughout your body. There are a lot of disease processes that we are now appreciating have their foundation in lymphatic problems. And it's interesting because when I was in medical school, we probably spent 20 minutes on the lymphatic system and moved on because no one really knew much about it and no one at the time really appreciated, I think, its import. So what's amazing to me is that in the first couple of weeks I was here at CHOP, I sat in the back of the lymphatics conference, which I'd never been to before. And I thought it was going to be, you know, four people around a card table. And instead, it's this room full of like 30 people. And they present these cases one after another. And they're people from neonatology and oncology and gastroenterology. And they're presenting each of these really complicated children's cases, x-rays and CAT scans and so forth. And what was amazing is that they're all completely different disease processes from completely different areas of the hospital. And yet, the central theme was that they all had some sort of lymphatic disorder that this group was trying to sort through. Someone once asked Joe Rosano, who is the division chief of pediatric cardiology and also the co-executive director of the cardiac center, what is the most important discovery that 
the CHOP cardiac center has ever had or ever will have. And in about a microsecond, his answer was lymphatics. And I have to say, I kind of agree with him. I think we really don't even know how vast the implications are of what the discoveries of the lymphatic program are going to be. I mentioned the pediatric valve program. Why are valves important in children? You know what's interesting about the pediatric valve disease is that there are four valves in the heart. And what we're coming to appreciate now is that the valve problems really are part of almost every heart disease that we know. And each valve is a little bit different. And so as we start to think about valve operations, many times if you're operating on the valve of a newborn or an infant, that's the first of probably three or four operations or more that they'll have over their lifetime. So the significance of severe valve disease is quite profound. And in parallel with this, when you look at the adult world, the valve technologies are exploding. So, you know, Mick Jagger had a transcatheter aortic valve about two years ago. That technology was not even in existence about 15 years ago. That's how quickly that industry has enlarged. And so one of the pillars of the pediatric valve center is also to see how we can leverage adult approved devices to be used in children because the pediatric market is so small for any device design that it's almost negligible for industry. And so we need to figure out how we can adapt devices to be usable in that scenario. And the valve problems are, are significant and they'll be significant whether they're acquired or congenital. And so figuring out a way that we can personalize the repairs even the indications for intervening, those are all extrapolated at this point from the adult literature. So we have a lot of big tasks ahead of us. So I'm really excited about the way the Valve Center has coalesced in under a year, really, uh, and is really on the forefront of, of making really important new discoveries there. Well, when you step back and think about the distant future of the cardiac center at CHOP, can you tell us what pediatric cardiac care will look like 10 years from now? I think there's several answers to that. There's a technology component of this. So 10 years from now, for certain, things like mechanical support devices, advanced valve therapies, and so forth, those could be so far ahead of where we're even thinking now. They, there may be even technologies we're not aware of at this point that will be available at that point as investigational devices. I think one interesting platonic ideal question is how... 10 years from now, are we going to be at that level where we will have a biorepository that will give us predictive analytics? So can we take a fetus, for example, or even a newborn, run the whole genome sequence, and based on that, we can say, you are at risk for developing valve disease. You, on the other hand, are going to be completely fine until you're well into adulthood. And it sounds outlandish that that would be something within our grasp in 10 years. But when you think about artificial intelligence, for example, and how quickly that evolves, the challenge is how do we, for example, create a system in which every patient who comes through the cardiac center is involved in a study or maybe even has peripheral blood or tissue banked away? Because we, in collaboration with the other big cardiac centers, we can create a pretty comprehensive library of this in not that long a time. You know, we're seeing thousands of patients a year across, you know, the four or five major centers. If we can collaborate effectively, we could get to that point where we have that kind of level of predictive analytics. And that would be 
amazing, right? Because that would be changing the strategies that we're doing. We can make iterative changes to operations or to particular therapies. Within 10 years, we might have a very, very refined view of that. Sounds very exciting. Yeah, it would be great. So patients travel from really around the country, around the world to visit the cardiac center. And that was probably one of the few places during the COVID-19 pandemic where we continue to attract patients from thousands of miles away. Can you tell me how the care for those patients has changed during the pandemic? Fundamentally, the actual care part hasn't really changed at all. And as I think you know, our volumes for the calendar year 2020 were actually higher than they were for 2019, which is absolutely extraordinary. And when we think about it, one of the really astonishing things is that even with the overlay of all the uh, restrictions and so forth that we had to face with COVID, we were still able to help as many children as that. And that's just from the extraordinary work of all the members of the cardiac center to kind of really just show up and overcome all these hurdles along the way. I think the hardest thing for those patients who came from far away, though, was getting to the hospital. Once you're in the hospital, apart from the masks and the goggles and the so forth, things were essentially the same. Getting to Philadelphia was really challenging, especially for the international patients because of just the basic travel restrictions that had to do with the United States or quarantining. It was hard for us, as it was, I know, for the whole hospital when it came down to things like parental visitation at the height of things in the spring. We really considered whether we needed to limit one parent to the bedside. We certainly could not have the same family areas for gathering. And that's still a challenge for us. And that's tough because obviously these are some of the most trying times for families and to not have facility with being able to be there in with more than one or two people can be really tough. But the actual cardiac care has been just the same. And that's really just the amazing work of all these individuals to make this happen. Well, that's incredibly reassuring. I always like to close by asking my guests about their personal breakthroughs. So Dr. Chen, could you tell me about your biggest breakthrough moment? I had an aha moment when I was interviewing with you the first time when I was looking at this position, which was when I was a uh, young attending in New York City, we, the, in Columbia, the way the, the uh, operating rooms for congenital heart are set up, there are two operating rooms, but they share the same scrub sink area. And so you would always be able to see what was going on in the adjacent room. And if the timing was just right, you and the attending in the adjacent room would just kind of kibitz over the scrub sink while you're scrubbing. And so anyway, I was about to go in to do a transplant on a girl who had a very problematic complication of her Fontan circulation and a real problem. And he was going to scrub into some other case. And he turned to me. He's a very senior surgeon in the group and NIH investigator and so forth. And he said to me, you've got to find an answer for that problem. You've got to find a solution. And we sort of looked at him. I thought, you know, people have been studying this problem for decades. And many people much smarter than I never were able to find a solution to this. So fast forward to this interview that I was having with you. And you were asking me, I, I, I put together this whole pitch about how what the business plan was going to be and how we we're going to expand along the East Coast. And you said, that's all very well, nice and good, but but what are you going to do? Like, what do you want to do? What do you want to discover and change? And I had this aha moment or breakthrough where I thought, I can actually call Henry back now and I can say, I think I found the place where we're going to find a solution to this problem. Like, that was something that was kind of vexing me for my whole career that there was this, you know, this of many problems is something where you sort of say, well, we're going to have to work around it as a field because I don't know when we would ever get people that smart together who have that much attention and skill and so forth to make that happen. And 
when you and I were speaking, I thought this might actually be that place. Like this might actually be a moment where I can be part of the group that helps solve this problem. Well, I am so glad you decided to join our team at CHOP, and I think you're well on your way to reaching your vision. That's all the time we have for today. Dr. Chen, thank you so much for joining me. Thanks. Thanks very much, Marilyn. To find out how you can be part of tomorrow's breakthroughs at Children's Hospital of Philadelphia, please visit chop.edu giving. To learn more about how our teams are transforming the future of healthcare, please visit innovation.chop.edu. At CHOP, we make breakthroughs every day. I'm Madeline Bell. Thank you for listening.